The following production is part of the Play Some Video Games podcast network. This week's episode of PSVG Prime is brought to you by the amazing people over at patreon.com slash PSVG, but especially Edwin Callow, Barry Cathcart, Josh the Bonesaw, Barboni, Coach Mo, Dev Tyus, Chris McElfresh, Kyle Heyman, Paul Calico, Mike Masick, and Zach Bradshaw. Thank you all so much for your support, and thank you everyone who supports us over at Patreon. As you know, each month you get access to the PSVG DLC feed. We get to tons of great exclusive shows just for you, like the flagship DLC show, Arcadia Academia, Bored With Everything. Uh, we have the book club. We have the movie show, which is doing Fast and Furious. We got all this great stuff, uh, Strong Style, the wrestling show, all this great stuff over there. So head on over to patreon.com slash PSVG if you'd like to support us. But just remember, even if you don't, but more so if you do, we love you because you support us. If you don't support us, we like you, but not like like you. It's like when you're in fourth grade and you kind of hit that girl you like. It's like that type of situation there. But anyway, on to this week's episode. everyone welcome to psvg prime the flagship show of the psvg podcast network broadcasting live from the covid19 capital of the world that's right usa usa <laughs> usa we're number one according we to twitter are, once again america rules all that voice ladies and gentlemen if you're not remembering if it's been a while you're not hearing things she had to dust off her microphone yeah the nintendame carol's here Yo, man, I'm the special guest. I don't know if that was a jab at the fact that I'm, you know, kind of mentally slow at some times, but, you know, I like to think that I'm special in other ways. What up? I mean, if that was the way we meant it, you fit in just fine on this show. Great. Yeah, we're like the special class. Well, Lucas especially. Wow. Mm. Uncle right Lucas, you're my right, boy, dude. Dude, right I, was, I was telling Kevin, I keep seeing all of your, like, kitchen cooking escapades and I'm yeah. like, i wish i could do that but i can't try it i thought i wouldn't be able to i no, just saw I something just i wanted to make burn and... things and ruin stuff the secret is you just got to use a lot of bananas that's uh, true I, I hate bananas brian loves bananas what you i used to like i used mean? to like bananas as a kid but then i just kind of grew an aversion to them don't like them anymore. did you get sick on them or something no i just don't like the texture anymore I could see that, yeah. That, I like banana bread. Like, banana bread's fine. Well, that's, well, that's what, what I'm doing does. over here. Yeah, yeah. jeez. I've seen it. I've seen I'm gonna, that. I'm gonna turn your mind around on this whole banana thing. Mm, okay. Bread, cookies, uh, other baked goods, muffins, ice, muffins. Weird purple frosting. Well, it's gray, gray frosting. I was gonna say calling it purple is is uh, being I generous. I knew what you were trying to do though. <laughs> I mean, that's all I could ask for, right? Yeah. That's I'm right. an art kid. I know. Making purple stuff. <laughs> purple <Sorry>. drink <laughs> yeah i'm drinking purple drink you right are now, drinking actually. oh my god <laughs> i looked over and i'm like wait a minute it's all coming together mm. does it say codeine on it <laughs> <laughs> i'm so glad i didn't take a drink yet oh dear i waited too not enough i was i was ready for it too <laughs> would have been wet and wild 
Wow. Oh my. Wow. Yes. yes. Is this DLC? No. This is this is what we've become here at PSG Prime because because nobody nobody takes it seriously. So this is just what this show has become. It'd be like that. That's okay. You know, every other show has people tweeting at them like, oh, my favorite show is, you know, Nintendo Shack or PSXP. I love that. Or Bored with Everything is my favorite. Nobody says Prime is their favorite. And I think <laughs> we've embraced that. And I, I'm I'm glad. Well, it's true. We, we do what we do to adverse our Would audience. Would you say you are the redheaded stepchild? Yep. Mm-hmm. We do this show to spite the fans, really, is what it is. Okay. They're all excited. Like, oh, another show, another show. Great. I love this one. I love it. Oh. Man, that's why we kept the master feed, just so we can kind of slide in there and screw with y'all's schedule. But we're here to talk about video games occasionally. Yeah. Sometimes. Um, so let's start things off as we do each and every week with what we've been playing. Caroline, you're going last. I'm going last. Because you're special. Because um, we're yeah. going to talk at length about what you've been playing, because we've I all been playing. I have a lot of things to say. So Good, good. So I'm going to let my homeboy Lucas go first. Oh, snap. snap. All right. Uh, so... Yeah, what I've been doing. Uh, one of the things I've been doing is playing, if you can believe it, Chrono Trigger, which I'm sure you guys are aware Everybody's of. Everybody's been playing this game recently. It's a, it's a. Well, we're doing it as a uh, sort of play along, uh, okay. book club style, if you yeah. would. Um, and so you know we're playing little chunks of it. Well, I say little, but you know, five, ten hours here and there. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, yeah, and then uh, then we'll talk about, you know, what we did or we've also um, on Flux to Pose, we've decided to also kind of make it a retrospective about the game itself. So mm. like this last episode, we talked about the sort of uh, what brought about Chrono Trigger, the way it was made, the development, if you will. Right, right. Uh, so I would say if you want to hear me talk about my experiences with Chrono Trigger, you could just check out Fluxtaposed in in those episodes. So now, I <laughs> shameless you're, plug. You're playing this perfectly legally, right? Mm. I am. Yes. Oh, okay. What version are you playing? The, the Jason theme? and yeah, Jason and I both actually bought it. Him, he spent a little bit more money than me to pl- uh, play it on the DS. He got the DS version, and then I bought it on uh, Steam because. I had it on my wish list anyways, and quite honestly, I could emulate it with no real problem personally, yeah. but I figured, you know what, if we're going to do it for the show, I should probably actually purchase it. It was like seven fifty on sale. We, Isn't I can, that the I bad version, that. though? It used to be. Oh, there it is. There it is. This, bad, this is not seven fifty. What are you talking about? No, no. On, yeah, on Steam, Steam. On Steam, you got it for seven fifty. Oh, yes. you got that copy. Oh, yeah. yes. The... The uh, bastardized version, basically, but the PSVG Prime version of Chrono Trigger. Here's the thing: they patched it, though. They did patch oh, okay. it. I haven't had too many problems, but we were going through the history, and yeah, I guess it was pretty bad at first. Yeah, missing textures and uh, a, a uh. interface that came straight from mobile, which on a computer is not going to work whatsoever. Yeah. Did they port so. that to mobile? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Where have I been? Not not playing, playing mobile 20 games. year olds game <laughs> on a phone. I only assumed it was this in the DS version. No, they made no, no. it a uh, PlayStation. They have a PlayStation version I too. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically what the DS version is, plus a couple of other features mm-hmm. like taking advantage of both screens, for instance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So if you want to learn about that kind of stuff, I mean, it's not a deep dive. You could go on YouTube and find 30 other people talking about a Chrono Trigger retrospective, but. For an audio podcast, you know, I think we did a fairly decent job. So, yeah. uh, and I mean, 
it's about time I beat this game. It's only been out for You've never forever. beaten it? You gotta beat I've, it all twelve ways though to get all the endings. I'm <laughs> definitely not doing that. <laughs> no way. Um no, I played it many, many times, started it many, many times, and just something, something or another came along and and you know, like I went to Lavos too soon one time and I was like, Yep, I'm done. <laughs> I, I screwed myself by uh, making a save game that I'd have to go back and do a bunch of other stuff. So, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, stuff like that. So, but I think Chrono Trigger was probably the first game that really solidified the fact that I love Square. Like, I really? that was the JRPG yeah. that did it for me because everything that every JRPG that they've done from there on out, like Bravely and uh, all of the other, like the Octopath series and stuff, that it's just kind of in that same vein. And I really, really enjoy all of the stuff that Square puts out. Yeah. It's a good formula that they got going over there. And I mean, that's like starting at the top and then working your way down, I feel like. But hey, can't go wrong. Chrono Trigger. Um, Another game I've been playing is uh, Doom Eternal, which Mm. I have to say I haven't played quite as much as I would have liked. I I got a lot of stuff going on right now. Yeah, you do. uh, (laughs) Yeah, a lot of games to play. and, And I don't know what happened. Like... I feel like there was nothing coming out and then March came along and it was just like, hey, how about we have a whole bunch of games come out and you will also have no time to play them. How do you feel? And about ironically, that? you actually bought them all for once. <laughs> I did. I did. Well, that was thanks to um, Best Buy and me being able to actually pre-order there and right. use that Gamers Club Unlocked thing that I'm, I only have less than a month left. I can't out, believe I you still have it. You're so lucky. I was like two weeks out from... Uh, before they closed it down and said, nope, no more. I felt lucky. I felt very lucky. Um, But yeah, I haven't played as much as I'd like, and I'm a little peed off because the HDR doesn't work right now. And I know, I know that's like, uh, oh no, my HDR doesn't work. It broke the game. But (laughs) if you have the ability to do it, like, come on. I mean, to me, it's like flicking a switch. But for some reason... Uh, AMD users uh, NVIDIA users all having some sorts of problems with it mm-hmm. not a huge deal but I'm like alright if I'm going to shuffle games around then let's start there and and I'll come back to it because I know I love it it's, I'm not going to put it down because I, I don't like Doom it's just I have other things like I'm not doing a let's play of Doom you know I'm not doing a, a book club of Doom so I'm not too worried about it but and everything else works and Doom is not so <laughs> yeah yeah exactly I mean I mean other than that it looks great it sounds great it um, plays great obviously uh, for a game that just came out and I'm trying to run it at 4K as well uh, it's it's kind of a sad thing because if you go through the options you can actually. Uh, within the options within the game itself, you can turn on the statistics of how well your computer is running the game. Oh yeah, yeah. So, for instance, dynamic resolution. It is dynamically lowering the resolution from 4K pretty much constantly for me because oh. I don't have the best computer ever. But I will say that dropping as much as 50% uh, sometimes from <laughs> 4K. So that's pretty bad. Yeah, I'm just like, okay, okay. Uh, I've I've reached the pinnacle of the new games that I can play at. Uh, Although I mean, Doom, I levels. feel was like pushing it anyway because like the second we saw it first unveiled, it's like, oh man, like it looked great. So you know darn well it was, it was number one was probably running on a PC for all the the tech demos they showed in the first place. But it's like, 
man, you need a top. It's the it's the new crisis. I feel like like that. This is the bar for. Well, can it run Doom Eternal? Like that's gonna be the joke now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I will say that I I believe as far as this compared to Crisis goes, at least it scales well. No, Clearly, sure. it had to be built in that way if they're gonna release it on Switch or whatever. Um, so they are releasing it on Switch, right? Eventually, yeah. Eventually, okay, good. I was like, I don't want maybe at the end of its rumors. lifetime. <laughs> hey oh, hey oh. Uh, and then lastly, Half Life Alex. Yes. Now. I was trying to pull up my notes over here. That's why I, uh, cause I could go on and on about this game, mm. but I'm not going to, to spare everyone the VR, uh, madness that has become. No, see, this is lately. the one VR one I actually care about. Lucas, okay. So. Okay. Okay. So I have, I have some notes here. I, first of all, I will say I've probably put, um, in, in one chunk of playing the most time into this, like one chunk than I have of any other, uh, VR game. Like I sat there and, well, stood there, I guess, and played uh, this game for maybe two hours straight, probably, wow. which is a long time for a VR game. Yeah. That uh, makes me sick. You think so? Or do you know so or you think so? I know so. About five minutes makes me sick. I don't know how you do two hours. <laughs> that makes me sad. I mean, I have gotten I have gotten sick from it before from low frame rates, and I know that feeling, and I don't blame you for was it, your aversion. Was it virtual insanity? <laughs> felt like it for me it's just i i developed sort of like motion sickness to almost everything including the roller coasters and fair rides and stuff as i got mm. older so i just don't have the equilibrium for it it sucks i mean first person games that's why i don't play a lot of first person shooters because it messes with my head yeah jason had that with half-life when we were playing black mm-hmm. mesa and i i didn't get that at all but i will say in my old age if i'm not driving if i'm just riding in the passenger seat i find that i get a little queasy which never used to happen before. yeah i never i can't sit in the back seat anymore i have to be can able can we to just stop. talk about how you guys keep saying you're old and i believe i'm at least <laughs> 10 years older than both of you getting old i mean we're, we're we're lowering ourselves we're getting uh crappier to the rate of kevin who is like i look at you and i it's like looking in a mirror 10 years from now i'm like oh boy <laughs> That's that's gonna oh suck. <laughs> I'm sorry, Kevin. I love you. Uh, so okay. First thing you'll notice when you boot up Half Life Alex is the sense of presence, right? We always talk about that in VR. Oh, you feel like you're really there. But though hmm. the way that they've uh, construct constructed these areas, City 17, and and you know it's kind of familiar from if you've played Half Life 2, but it's completely different because you feel like you're there. Suddenly the buildings feel like they're actually, you know, right next to you and and they're the size that a real building would be and you're really standing in the streets of City 17 watching those gigantic striders go over you and um the the um uh, what are the enemies called can't the covenant not, not the covenant the the guys with the white masks uh the police so yeah. to speak um are actually a presence and you feel like they really are a police force that would stop you for Littering like they did in Half-Life 2. Um, so, yeah, realistic areas. Lighting looks great. Really comes together to make you feel like there's times when you're really walking into this sewer or really going underground or there's really this alien life form stuff that's growing on the walls. It's it's incredible. Uh, along with that, that helps with this is the animation of the zombies and other creatures. So the zombies themselves when you when you come across them they're kind of like leaning up against things and sort of um 
out of it, I guess. They just kind of look like somebody who drank too much and they're just like, oh, up against the pillar or whatever. <laughs> but then they turn around and and I don't know, they just move in such a way that's very realistic. And especially you can probably see it from the videos, but when you're seeing it through VR and you have that sense of depth, it like the way they move combined with the feeling that they're getting closer to you is very um, nerve wracking kind of. It's, a, oh, it's yeah. an eerie feeling. Yeah. It, it, it just kind of, whether you like it or not, it's going to elicit a response from uh, your adrenaline at some point uh, because it definitely happened to me, but I'll get there in a second. So combine that with, oh, as far as the animations go, you'll run into some NPCs. And I swear, it almost feels like a Disney movie. The way that they're animated and the feeling that like you're standing in front of this character, it, it really feels like... Um, a really well animated uh, animatronic or something because oh, it's dude, so realistic. Really yeah. Yeah. Like there's something wrong about it and you know, it's not real, but it moves like a real thing. Um, in it. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, so the 3d sound is, is you may or may not know the rift has 3d uh, positional based sound uh, for objects and stuff. So when you're walking by a pipe that's hissing, it really feels like it's above your head oh. and you walk by it and it goes, but you know, it kind of sounds like it's Pat, you're passing by uh, that, that hissing pipe or whatever. So combine that with any other thing that can make noise and it really helps sell the whole, the whole shebang. Uh, so I talked about the, the response of like your adrenaline and stuff. So you have to physically reload guns, which means for the pistol that you get, which is the first uh, weapon, you have to press a button to have the clip shoot out the bottom. Yep. You go in your backpack, so you reach behind your head, basically, pull out a new clip, slap it in the butt of the gun, oh, wow. and then cock the pistol. And uh, so imagine that you're being hunted by uh, a head crab and a zombie. And you're shooting at them and you run out of bullets. Well, now you're backpedaling while you're also trying to reload. And uh, it, it, it gets to be a really hairy situation. Nope, nope. Uh, there's a part where you, you're underground and it starts to get darker and darker and you have to go get a flashlight. Oh, God. And these scenes are set up in a way that they almost look like conceptual drawings from movies or something. It's very... Uh, there's just like when you walk into a room and there's a body hanging from the rafters, it's like the first thing you see. Yeah. Uh, that type of thing. It's just, the scenes are set up so well that they draw your eye. So I have to go in and get this flashlight and I'm starting, like I can feel my adrenaline going cause I'm kind of, you know, like my aim is getting worse and worse and, uh, it, it affects the actual gameplay. Like it's up to you to be able to shoot head crabs. Now it's not just moving your mouse anymore. So things like head, head crabs become an actual threat now because they're not just, you know, something that you can swing a crowbar crowbar at and yeah. easily dodge. Uh, so like everything just feels a little bit more than it was in half life. You know, it's a little bit, more difficult. It's a little bit more scary. It's, it's a little bit more immersive. And, um, along with this flick system that they have. So you take your finger and you point at something when you get these gloves and it'll highlight and you just flick your wrist and it'll basically cause it to come at you. And then you catch it. 
And that's how you can pick things up. You can physically pick things up too. And there's a lot of stuff to interact in the world with. Um, The very first thing that you do is you're on a balcony and there's a radio next to you. And I don't know why, but I tried to adjust the dial and it actually worked. Things like that are, it's just like, whoa, like that's really awesome. Uh, So this flick system works really well because you'll go through a room and you're not bogged down with like searching through everything. You can just kind of pick up the glowy things as you see them if you want and keep going. And um, it works really well. So all of these systems combine to make one of the best VR games I've ever played, to be honest. And I think as far as Half-Life titles go, it definitely does not feel like a spinoff. It feels like a legitimate entry into the series. Wow. Um, it, it, it's what I think VR games probably should have started with, but it's good that at least we have this now, because I really think this is the killer app that they needed to get VR going. I was going to ask that and you, you kind of nailed it. It, I mean, I want to show, I want to show everybody this, like, I think it'll change people's mind about VR. Um, I don't think it'll be to everyone's taste. Right. Um, like, Caro, I don't know how you feel about Half-Life, but I don't think it's probably in your I, wheelhouse. I know of Half-Life, and it's definitely not my kind of... <laughs> but uh, it wouldn't be the, just the Half-Life thing. It's the fact that it's a VR, and it, physically I would be going to the toilet or, like, laying yeah. in a dark room within 10 minutes just Ugh. because of the headache. She'd be but, one of those people in, like, the, the videos you see online of just putting on VR and then, like, smashing into the wall or falling down. <laughs> Something just like vomiting immediately. As soon as <laughs> I, I think you would say that it was cool, though. Like, I think you would be like, I could see why people would like this. I would like to experience it. Uh, I know I could probably only take it in small doses. I've done the thing with the Google phone in front of your face and you've got yeah, cardboard. Oh, yeah. yeah, the cardboard around it. And just it was like a roller coaster simulation. Even that is just kind of like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. But yeah, just a few minutes of it. It would be very interesting to see. Uh I, I think it would be interesting to see someone like you play it because I have um, I felt not sick. But for instance, when I've played third party games where you force VR into it and you walk forward, there's this feeling of like your body's like I'm moving, but you're not really moving. So right. you kind of sway in place because your body thinks that you're moving. Right. And I haven't gotten too much of that feeling even from this game where you you can choose to just teleport like basically blink make leaps along the the path that you're on you can or you can fully move just continuously like you would in any other game Mm. and i chose to do that because it doesn't normally bother me Mm -hmm. and here i will say it doesn't bother me at all in fact it's probably one of the best um iterations of like that locomotion that i've seen in games like this and uh, i know my biggest problem was that when you're turning they usually do a quick turn where you'll turn at like 45 degrees because turning is really hard in VR. That's one of the things that really would make you sick. Yeah, for sure. But since everybody has different thresholds, you know, you can make it incremental like 15 degrees or 180 degrees if you really want. But they didn't have smooth turning where you could just, you know, gradually turn like you normally would. Mm -hmm. And they patched it in recently. So I was happy to see that. So not even a complaint anymore. But... Yeah, really, really impressed with this one. And like I said, I've been playing it more than any other VR game. Uh, and I plan on beating it. I mean, I can't say why I wouldn't. It's just right. 
it's just too good not to go back to. It, it overcomes the, I don't really feel like standing in my room and pushing all the furniture to the <laughs> edges of the walls. And it overcomes that feeling and it makes you want to come back and play. Good. That's awesome. Really impressed with it. You said standing in a room and pushing furniture up to the walls. I mean, that's Animal Crossing to me. <laughs> we'll talk that's about true. that later. That's true. <laughs> Done a lot of that as well. Yeah. Um, all right. So me, I'll, I'll go real quick here. I only have two other things to note that's not uh, Animal Crossing, which we'll get to. Um, I did jump in. and I forgot to mention this last week because I actually started playing it then was uh, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So I played the first Ori and I liked it. I thought it was a beautiful game, something very different, um, especially for a Microsoft title. Like you typically wouldn't see those types of games on Microsoft. So I'll give it that. Mm-hmm. Ori and the Will of Wisps, absolutely beautiful. Um, the environments are great. The music is is fantastic. Like visually a great game. Uh, mechanics, they they cleaned up a lot of the issues I had with the first one. Uh, combat is now feels more like combat versus the first one. I have an issue with the game though. Shocker. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. I think everybody else loves it and that's fine. Like I'm I'm happy for them, but for me, I, I put this down and I you know, maybe someday we'll go back and play it, but I have no drive to keep playing it. Oh wow, you dropped it. Yeah, it just for a game that oozes such beauty and functionality, I find it like oh, I'm gonna get so much crap for dying for this. Like I find the game kind of dead. Like there's no for a game that looks that great, there's no heart to it for me. And they try. They definitely try and emoke, evoke emotions out of you, and I just don't get it. The world is as beautiful as it is, feels lifeless. Like you're not encountering a lot of things. Like you see the same couple characters as you go through the maze. Like it's set up very much like a Metroid for those of you who haven't played it. So you kind of have your world. You can go wherever you want from the start, certain places you can't access because you don't have the right power ups or abilities. Works just like that. So there's a lot of back and forth and backtracking, but you run into the same people over and over again, the same couple of key characters. And I don't know. I just, I got bored with it. Like, and I, I played it for a good, I mean, I streamed it, I think for like three or four hours too. Like I played a good chunk oh. of it. So it's not like I just tried. I was like, Oh, we didn't get far enough into it. Right. It just, for me, it just, it felt a little flat. It, it looks great. And I don't, you know, anybody that loved Ori the first one, they'll probably love this game as well. But for me, I was, I was kind of like lukewarm on the first one that the second one, it didn't really do. It's better, but it still didn't make me want to go back and keep playing it. So is there um, a story reason for it to be so like the world to be so I mean the the world is always going through trauma so that's part of it but like <clears throat> these characters are like super adorable and like they evoke emotion out of you like in the beginning of both these games so there's events that happen that make you be like, oh, like very much Disney-esque. You're like, oh, my God, I want to root for this character so-and-so. Mm-hmm. But then you get to the actual game part, and it feels like that just gets sucked right out of it. And then you're like, well, I could insert any character right here and play this game because the story is kind of gone. It's just like the before and the ending are like the actual story bits. And everything in between is just filler where like you're just getting from point A to point B hmm. to get to the next part. There's not really a story progression going on. It's just... The beginning, you have the game, and then it has a great ending. But hmm. yeah, I it's mean, it's a platformer, I, so I get it's hard to invoke a story. Like you think, like the old Mario's didn't really have a story, yeah. and I think that kind of suffers from this. Or I, I would love like an open world Ori. Like give me like a Zelda Breath of the Wild type Ori where you can have more dialogue, more reasons, just as more life into it. But it's just like it's a platformer. And I think platformers have a hard time dealing with a story. Maybe that's really what it is where they do like the, like I, I cannot say enough, like the game looks and runs beautifully, 
but I think it's just it's limited as far as story wise because it's a platformer, and I just don't get as much out of it that I think a lot of other people do. And maybe it's because I grew up with platformers that you know a lot of people that are younger than me like this game a lot because for me it's like I've done this. I played Metroid, I've played Super Metroid, I've played all. It's like it's, it's the same type of game. It just looks a lot better right now, but I'm still not getting that story narrative where. You know, nowadays, if you released a regular Metroid, like if you released the first Metroid now, people would not be impressed with it at all. And to me, that's I'm seeing the same thing in Ori where it's like, well, I've played these types of games before. And while I appreciate yeah. how great it looks, story wise, it doesn't do anything for me. And I like having a story to kind of motivate me to want to go back. Like you said, push the furniture out of the way, play the game. Like I need something to pull me back into the game. And Ori just wasn't doing it because it was like, well, I guess it's time to run around some dark caverns again for four hours. Like it's just you're underground you're in the woods like it's dark it's raining it's you know i mean i ended up dropping the first one too because i started it here and talked about it a little bit but i kind of i can't say i had the same feeling but there was nothing pulling me back to to play the game and i just got done playing hollow knight so i think that's why i started the game but like yeah but like hollow knight does not feel like a dead world which is ironic because it is a it's dead, a dead world, world, but yeah. there's so many things to find and like bits of story and stuff. And that's yeah. kind of what dragged me along and got me to finish the game. And if there's not that there, then I might as well not bother, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, it's on game pass. So you, you can play it for free anyway. It's not like it's going to cost you anything to try it, which is why I'm not really upset about it. I'm not like ranting. This game is crap. Cause I don't think it is. It's just, I just don't think it's for me anymore. And I, I didn't see yeah. anything special enough other than the way it looks to really, make it stand out against platformers that you play all that like a hollow Knight, like a you know all the other ones we're seeing nowadays has been a resurgence of these types of games where this is probably the best looking one but still doesn't have anything to make me want to come back so i went from that game one game oozing with style to another game oozing with style but in an entirely different way and i went back and i played bayonetta Heck yeah, man. i was watching play yesterday and i was like man i've played this game like twice all the way through and i want to play it again yeah, this was the the remaster of the 20 anniversary, whatever whatever it was that just came out. Oh, had a kind of was bundled with Vanquish. Um, 10th anniversary, I've been 20 years yet. Okay, I don't know. It's, it's all blurry to me. <laughs> but the... Uh, so I don't remember most of this game I found out afterwards. Like, I remember, like, the first half and the second half. I'm like, oh, my God, I don't remember this stuff, like, at all. So it was probably a good time for me to revisit it. And I blew through it, and I, I stopped streaming it last night, and I didn't realize how close I was to the end, so I kept playing. Very close. And I got to the final boss, and I'm like, man, that final boss fight goes on forever. Yeah. Balder going up to Jubileus. You're talking about mm-hmm. the whole thing? So you, yeah. like, beat the game. Yeah, I beat the game. I beat the game last night. And I didn't beat it on stream because I turned it off. Yeah. And I was like, well, I was like, I, I'm going to turn it off, and I'm going to be booting it up this morning as a recording. And I was like, and watch me beat it within five minutes. So I thought it was one of those things where I'm like, it's just going to be the final boss fight. Yeah, like, 35 minutes later, yeah, I got the end credits. Like, <laughs> Jesus, man, like. Every time I thought it was over, it just kept playing with Jubileus where you're literally shooting through space is absolutely insane. I mean, it is. I mean, the whole game is insane anyway, but yeah, it's it was a lot of fun to go back and revisit. I'm glad I I beat it all, um, played through it. And I mean, it didn't take that long. I think I played it maybe for like a week. Oh, yeah. But I played it like every night for an hour and a half, two hours. So have you played two? No. Oh, you should. You absolutely should. It definitely. Uh, I like two. I like. I think I like the first game better, but two is great insofar as it brings the first game full circle. Sure, there is a lot of story tie-in. What happens in two to bring the end of one like just completely back, and you're just like, oh my god. 
It's just the, the game is so nuts, and it's and it's funny because it reminds me so much of like a Suda Fifty One game, but it's not a Suda Fifty One oh, yeah. game. Like that, that's what I kept thinking as I'm playing. I'm like, man, this is like No More Heroes, but it's not it's at all. Yeah, though, like Hideki Kamiya is, yeah. you know, he's got that weird eclectic kind of style of stuff. Yeah, it's very cool, very stylized. Like I'm Bayonetta as, as a character is like over the top and everything she does, which is just yep hilarious. Um. But yeah, I had a lot of fun playing through that. So I was, it was a good breaker. I'm trying to make myself stay away from these games that don't end. <laughs> like your Fortnites, like your Divisions, like your Apexes and all that stuff. So I'm like, I needed to force myself to sit down and play something that has an ending. And I did. Um, <clears throat> so I don't know what, I, what I'm on to next, but that's what I've been playing. Other than nice. the big one that we've all been playing. So we're going to talk about this one. Yep. Animal Crossing's New Horizons. So for those of you who are not playing at home or following along at home, uh, myself and Carol have played every Animal Crossing iteration, even yeah. Happy Home Designer, even yeah. Amiibo Festival, Amiibo. all of the Animal Crossings. And Pocket Camp. And Pocket Camp, that's true. And Lucas has played none of them. Mm, I have a general awareness of of new, uh, Animal Crossing, and that was it. Yep. Really. So it's out. We got it. Uh, even though Corona tried to prevent us from getting it, especially me, I went through a traumatic Caro-esque uh, situation with Amazon delivery. Dude, but, I, I was not about to chance that. And I did keep my pickup in store at Best Buy order. Um, so I, I was the first one up there. And then as soon as I walk in the door, there's like 20 people behind me. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> oh, wow. stay away from me. Stay away from me. Give me my bell bag. Everybody in line standing six feet there. away. That'd be the longest line ever. Oh, my God. I've got a story about that. So <laughs> talk about it. So we all have it. We've all played it, I believe. Right, Lucas, you played it. I know you haven't really oh, talked yeah. about it. I've noticed that. Like, you haven't been talking about it. Yeah. Oh, I've I've played it every day since I got it, basically. Nice. Okay, yeah. cool. So I, we're, I just kind of left this open discussion. I don't really have any talking points. We can kind of talk about what we like, what we don't like. But Lucas is coming in blind. So his what he likes and what he doesn't like is, you know, probably from a different perspective than Carol and I where we're like expecting certain things and maybe getting them a certain way, maybe not. Um, so, Lucas, first impressions from a yeah. total Animal Crossing noob. I was hoping you'd say noob. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I didn't really know what to expect other than I knew like you go in a massive amount of debt every time you start one of these <laughs> games. That, and you get a house or whatever and you get to Death decorate. Simulator. Yes, yes. Um, I guess the closest thing that I had to an experience like this would have been um, uh, that farming game, uh, Stardew Valley. Yep. Yeah. That farming game. And, and that, I have a bad memory. Farmville? <laughs> but yes, Facebook's Farmville. Um, I'm thinking, like, which one? Because I've played like 30 of them. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, so, you know, with that in mind, I, I, I start this game and my son is next to me and I figure we're going to play this sort of together mm -hmm. just because it's one of the few appropriate games for kids of just about any age, really. Uh, so I'm starting it up and, you know, no real expectations. And uh, at first I'm like, okay, there's a lot of, a lot of talking and stuff going on, a lot of things to get through. And I'm, I'm reading this out loud to my son. So that's part of it too. If sure. I was just like looking at it and reading it, I just skipped through it. But I'm one of those people who needs to absorb the knowledge. I don't just skip everything and go, okay, let me just get to the game. Yeah. I, even if it's boring, I find myself, I have to read it. Cause what if I mi miss something important? Mm -hmm. um, so I get through all that stuff. And, and uh, I guess some of the things that surprised me most, um, 
I mean, you can't really spoil anything in this game, can you? No, I don't. I'm not. I'm not worried about spoilers per se. Okay, so one of the things that kind of surprised me the most was how quickly you can move away from a tent. Um, Yeah, Mm -hmm. I was expecting to have that a little bit longer, and I guess if you wanted to, you could. I mean, they say you could do it and have a tent indefinitely, but I kind of felt like you wouldn't really be able to progress in certain ways if you Absolutely. if you didn't put it in perspective for you prior animal crossing games all up to this point have been you move into a pre-established town and you just move into a house so oh, okay. um the fact that you are starting on an island and building it up from scratch is something completely new so that's probably why it's so quick because they know that you're going to want to do that into a house okay yeah and i'm looking forward to like i don't know being the city planner i guess (laughs) you know um and so one of the things that kind of bugged me at first i didn't really know how multiplayer was going to work i just knew that you know we're, we're playing on one switch together and at first i was very annoyed by the whole leader system right uh you can't really get in your pockets or really do anything except use tools if you're the follower. And I was slightly annoyed at that at first and didn't really know, like I didn't know the shortcut where you just shake the controller and it gives over the leadership. After we figured that out, things went a lot smoother. Um, but you kind of, I kind of got used to it after a while. I mean, there are certain things I found out today that we can't go to another Island together. I have to do that oh, yeah. by myself. Yep. He has to do that separately. Um, and at first I was annoyed that if I logged on with him and did stuff and we saw the morning news or whatever, the the announcements, and then he logged on, he would see them too. But it yep. makes sense. I thought about it afterward. I'm like, okay, they don't know if we're playing together necessarily. So if I log on and then he logs on later, he still gets everything, all the information. Yep. So that's nice. Um, and other than that, you know, I I don't know. I kind of thought I would be sort of not bored necessarily, but I didn't expect to enjoy the feeling of like gathering seashells or going like I hate games with fishing. I don't mind fishing. It's just every game has it. And I'm just Uh like, ugh, fishing, but they actually make these things delightful though, because like in Stardew Valley, it's, it's kind of, you have to have this bait and you have to, the way that you fish is kind of annoying, but here it's just, you cast your line into the water and you catch a fish. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a timed mini game, but it's not like you have to go out of your way. You can make bait if you want to, but you don't have to. And every little action you can do is just easy. Like yeah. mm-hmm. they, there's not too much of a prerequisite to do things. And even the tools breaking wasn't that bad. Like <laughs> it wasn't that difficult to like, be able to upgrade them now i am running into uh an iron shortage so if anybody wants to donate iron to me you just gotta go to the islands and just yeah see i'm learning that's the thing i'm learning is i can't always play with my son in multiplayer because there's things i have to have to do on my own i have to if you're able to make it to the island at least like once a day you can get all the wood, all the iron, all the resources uh, you need in one trip easily. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, it's an I, it's annoying, and I think Kara and I have some words about that. The tool system, mm-hmm. but I from and from a person who's played it all along, this is something very different. Yes, but I I oh, am okay. appreciative that they do make it easy enough for you to obtain this stuff to make them. 
However, I thought once we upgraded from the flimsy tools to the other ones mm -hmm. that we wouldn't run into the same issues, but you still do. It just takes longer for them to break. Okay. We got problems that got to be patched. <laughs> I wondered, I wondered about that because I noticed unlike most games where there's durability, they tell you how long you have left. Yeah, you tool, have no idea. And you, yeah, you don't I've know. Counted, I've counted. And with the upgraded tools, it's about 25 to 30 fish or bugs. Uh, shovel, I think, is more like 50. That's pretty but low. I've, yeah, we'll talk. <laughs> I hope the axe is higher because, I mean, you're using that three times a tree. The stone axe is uh, much longer than that. Uh, I think probably you can go at 30 to 40 trees three times each and you don't have to uh, worry about it. Okay. Uh, well, I guess I'll just finish up by saying, you know, I'm not really making a whole ton of progress playing mm -hmm. with my son. You know, we, we are kind of limited trying to get them nook miles. Um, but things like making sure that he got his house because he saw I had one and wanted one. Yeah. And I'm like, he wanted to be done for the day. And I'm like, dude, we got to get your house because it's not going to be done until tomorrow. So like explaining those things is not an it's not really annoying. It's just. It's kind of teaching him like you put in some work and you get something, but it's not always going to be right yeah. away. So I kind of like that. Yeah. Um, and it, it gives you something to look forward to. So we're not super far. We just got our houses. We just got the museum bill. I'm working on the shop now. Um, and I've upgraded some tools. And other than that, you know, it's actually not that bad to just run around on the island, get some stuff, you know, dig up some fossils, get some resources and just kind of. No matter how I play the game, there's something that I can do. It's not just me sitting around watching my son run in circles or whatever because you've done everything you can do. So mm -hmm. I will say uh, overall enjoying the game and I'm pleased that I, I bought it because it's a great one to just, you know, pop into for here, you know, here and there or play for an extended session and get some real work done. So now, Lucas, are you just saying all that stuff? So Karen, and I don't verbally attack you for the next 20 minutes. No, I have not. I don't feel threatened. I can speak my mind. And yes, I actually liked something that was cutesy and uh, put out by Nintendo. So. Okay, good. I want to make sure that that statement was out there, that it wasn't peer pressure that Lucas is actually having some fun with Animal Crossing. You don't have a knife to his throat right now. Exactly. Just because it's not a computer game doesn't mean I hate it immediately. So. Yep. Now, would you play this in VR? Just kidding. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be amazing! And then I'd have to, I'd have to swing the axe and use the shovel physically, and I don't know if I can handle. Just get that. sweaty. Yeah, take my shirt off. Yeah, now we're talking. Oh boy. <laughs> um, go ahead, Carol. Your thoughts so far on Animal Crossing? My thoughts. This might be a second. This might be a second. All right. So obviously, I love the game. I love the series. This is, uh, you know, up at the top for me. It's thus far been a very rewarding experience mm -hmm. for a collector like me because you know i go into this game from a collector standpoint gotta get all the bugs gotta get all the fish yeah fill up the museum collect all the furniture all the wallpaper everything fill up my catalog that's how i am the art is gorgeous right i'll be oh, yeah it's beautiful yeah the more realistic bugs and fish kind of creep me out because they have ramped <laughs> up the realism on those just a little bit I, kind of freaky in i got a do what in in the so like when you go in a view, you view the ones you've caught. No, no, no. That's no. where it's ultra hyper realistic. Well, I thought. Yeah, that, I did notice that. that too. And even when you catch them, like just yeah, I said, doesn't bother me. A little bit, like the olive flounder and the dab looked very similar and just kind of <laughs> yeah, they do. 
but now they actually look like the actual fish. fish. And I'm like, Ooh. My son is afraid of the spiders. We just got attacked by one today. And I didn't even know. I was just like, oh, I got to catch it before it disappears. And then it charged me. Oh, no, it'll, it'll it, go after you. It knocked me out. And he's got scared. He's, and he's scared of uh, wasps, too. He's like, don't shake any trees, Dad. I Don't know. shake any trees. Like, I still have those fears. I'm not going to. I still have them. Um, I love the museum. Yes. And I love how they've made it more interactive as opposed to just going in and looking at your collections, which was fine, but being able to like immerse yourself in actual museums as you do in real life is pretty neat. It's gorgeous. Cool. Um, I like the introduction of the Nook Miles as a secondary currency. They're pretty much rewards from doing things that you already do in the game. And it sort of acts as like an achievement point system, which is good because I like achievements. They're very easy to get. And I like everything that you can spend it on thus far. It's pretty good. Uh, the grass deterioration or the animal tracks that we had in previous games that was introduced in City Folk. And I think they were brought back in New Leaf yeah. uh, for some reason. I don't know why they did that. But it's gone now, thank God, until you can run around on the grass to your heart's content without any repercussions of your grass going away. Wait, wait, wait. The they grass used so- to fade if you ran the same path every day. It would actually eventually turn to like a dirt, dirt. road. Oh. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. It would look horrible. On the Wii version, you literally, after all that time, just had a town of dirt. Because you have that to imagine awful. you run to the same place every day. Like, oh, I'm going to yeah. run to Nooks. I'm going to run to the museum. Like, you just end up making paths. I mean, but, I guess I can understand the thought process. Yeah. But yeah, then in now they've actual just practice. they a way to put paths, which is yeah. perfect. It's what I've always wanted. Um, I love collecting the DIY recipes. Yes. Uh, I am. I am very excited when I get a new recipe from a villager or uh, it's washed up in a bottle on the beach. And you're like, what is it? What is it? Yeah. What can it make? Oh, yeah. Or from like a, a balloon present. <laughs> and uh, as we saw today in the direct, like getting all of the limited Easter ones for bunny day is going to be fantastic. I, yes. can't, I can't wait. Um, I am on my second to last loan for the house. So I just, I just have the wow. basement to go and then paying off the whole house after all the rooms are installed. It's like two and a half million bells or something. Yeah. So then I've got to save up for the bridges and the ramps and you have to like actually pay for those in this one again, like a new leaf. Luckily I'm not a fan of the stair ramps because they're, I just like the natural inclines and the natural inclines are the mm. cheapest. So I kind of looked out there, but I want at least four of the Zen bridges, which are the most expensive and they're pretty pricey. 228,000 bells each, something like that. Good um, grief. Yep. I've also gotten all of the bugs and fish that are going away in March and all of the bugs and fish available all year round, except the ant, which I've got a stack of turnips ready to rot in my <laughs> house this week. So I can catch one of those. You're making me like, now I'm like, I, I need to play. I, like the bugs go away in March or yeah, the seasonal, March, the fish, the fish and bugs change with the season, they change with the seasons and the months. So four months, four real life months to catch. No, so you you look in the catalog. So it, look at the ones you've caught already. It'll actually uh-huh. show you the time of year that they're available and times of day. Yeah, oh. like it actually cycles through. Like so, certain fish just like straight up. Like you may catch a fish now in March that won't be available again until like December. Like it just you know things the way nature works. It's not around. You got a few days. Oh. Don't worry, I'll help you out. I'll help you out. Yeah. Well, like I said, I got to play by myself if I'm going to do any of that stuff because <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Um, all right. Overall, I have minor gripes about the game. This comes from me being a long-standing player and like a fan, and it's my second series, like overall, and Nintendo behind Zelda and all this stuff. So this is all I've been playing. I'm thoroughly yes. enjoying myself. I'm ecstatic that it's finally here. I'm 
so happy I'm finally playing another Animal Crossing mainline title again. God knows after how long since New Leaf. I dropped that game in like 2016 after Welcome Amiibo. But all right. What I like comes at a price, especially with crafting. So let's get into that. Mm-hmm. I love crafting. I love crafting in Animal Crossing. Okay. I love hitting trees to get wood and rocks and or making things from that. I love the customization from the crafting. All that's great. I enjoy making my tools until I realize how quickly they break. Even mid-grade, which is the step up from the flimsy tools, break. And I looked up gold tools, which should be the end-all and be-all in the Animal Crossing franchise and stuff, and not break. But no, they break. Less so than mid-grade, but it's still a ridiculous disappointment and extremely annoying since all I do is fish and catch bugs for cash, and I'm tired of using resources to make nets and poles four or five times a day. Yeah, I could say, well, especially when it gets harder to make those things like you need more resources and such then right i mean it's being a problem easy to get by with the wood and the and the sticks from the trees are unlimited but yeah iron itself is not luckily you only need one iron to make your mid-grade tools but at the same time that's it adds up in the end Mm -hmm. you may only get like five or six iron from your island a day Mm -hmm. uh the other side of the coin with crafting is for whatever reason Nintendo decided that they were going to get rid of Furniture Series, which we've come to know and love since the original Animal Crossing the GameCube. Like the Kitty and the Cabin Series, which I absolutely love. I had new favorites from New Leaf, which is the Rococo Series and the Astro Series. I adored the Rococo and its blue and brown customization. And the Astro Series was in its blue and black customization. I absolutely love them. I get that Nintendo wants us to craft items mostly and that they're in sets like based on the woods that you use. Yeah. They're far from the series that we're used to. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, People data mine the game, and the series are just flat out not in the game. And it's absolutely heartbreaking to me. I kind of, like, had a moment for an hour or so the other day when I figured that out that I just, like, kind of was silent and just mourning the fact that there's no series in this game. So, Lucas, what she's saying is before there used to be furniture sets that would have your whole room match so you'd have like a yeah. chair oh, that matches yeah. a table that matches a chair okay like gotcha. so you could theme your entire rooms yeah. based right. on a furniture series now she's saying that's been eliminated in this game so they're not as prominent as they used to be which is a weird very i mean that's been around since the first one so it's a little weird yeah hmm. i mean I, I i love my theme rooms and i i hate that the crafting aspect is forcing them out like that's just i know that that's why they're doing it but uh i did some digging and after the Welcome Amiibo expansion to New Leaf, the game had like 1,700 items in it. Yeah. But New Horizons, based on the data mining, only has something like 800. That's oh. like Sans 900 items. It's yeah. kind of crazy. I'm, well, they are going to add stuff in with the seasonal events, though, too. Right. So you got to imagine well, none of that stuff was in the game yet. So. I'm praying that like we get this as paid DLC. I can't not seeing us get DLC packs like in addition to the free updates because... Yeah. Every Nintendo title on Switch at this point has got it, like Breath of the Wild Odyssey, Fire Emblem. Luigi's Mansion. Yeah, exactly. So we're definitely going to get DLC for it, but I just hope that these series come back. You know, Mm. I think that would be a good way to throw them in. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, they have models. You know they have the models for it. Oh, yeah. Um, They may need to be up-resed or something, but it should be a data dump, honestly. It it really should be. but if it's behind a paywall, I like it enough that I will definitely buy them. I don't, I don't care. I'm just going to struggle to make ends meet with my rooms and matching random items. Thrown <laughs> I'm, it's kind of touch, tough or tough to do that right now. But anyway, um, 
The other gripe that I have is just me being absolutely selfish. And I know this is really abhorrent and like reflects poorly on me. I shouldn't even say it, but I am extremely like competitive and jealous, sometimes even spiteful. I apologize. I want to state that this is not to dog on anybody that's new playing this, any of our new listeners or anybody that's playing the game for ways. I'm glad that people are enjoying this game. I'm glad like Lucas is getting into this game. I'm glad that a whole new generation of people is getting into this game, experiencing it for the first time. But for somebody who's been like a hipster her whole life and hasn't ever done the mainstream thing, I'm kind of wondering when did Anne Crossing become like so mainstream? And why is everybody playing it? Oh, see, I have an answer for that. Like, is everybody get all right? Is everybody getting it because of the COVID lockdowns? Yes, and they I think, think that I think that helps a lot okay. because all the things Lucas said about like these little things give him joy. Like, hey, I'm gonna catch sure. a fish. Oh yeah, I caught a fish. Like, right. I think people just needed that, and this game right. literally could not have come out at a better time for Nintendo. Right. Right, and I and I mean, I am totally thankful that it came out the way that it at the time that it did. But uh, I'm glad that people are getting into the series now. It's kind of crazy, like all these years I've been explaining to people what Animal Crossing is, and they're just like, "I don't get it." And I'm like, "You just yeah. have to play it. You just have to play yep. it." But now I'm like, "Why are so many people playing my game? <laughs> Why did we listen to me? It was I'm like your thing." Like yeah, so I was gonna give, give it though once, like so after the the Easter event. Give it like a month after that, and I bet it dries up. Like it'll just be the people that actually really enjoy it and want to stick with it. Right, and and as many people are time traveling, and that really angers me. Like it's, I just don't think that time traveling is the way you're supposed to play the game. Obviously. Well, plus they said the holidays aren't even there, so you're not benefiting anything other than getting the fish from the other seasons. Like everybody else, so they're right. just like, oh, I've got my house finished. Look at this, or oh, my town's completely finished, and I've got the building permit and all this stuff. And I like, think that's missing right. the point of the game. Yeah. Exactly, hundred percent. Anyway, uh, I said I had a story. Story time was uh, I was like the first in line. And then some kid behind me, as soon as I'm like picking up my order at the Best Buy, way too excited for 10 a.m. in the morning. Like I am not a person, (laughs) even at 10 a.m., right? He goes, are you here for Animal Crossing? And I was like, I flat out lied on the spot. And I was like, I'm picking up the game for my kids. I think that's what it is. I was like, I'm here for myself. And I'm like. Just completely ignoring cool. I completely ignored them. And I got the game and I left ASAP. I think it was probably because I'm just freaked out about the virus and I'm just, I don't want to be around people. And he was yeah. way up on me, you know, like personal boundaries type thing. Um, Did you say, Donnie, go sit over there and wait your turn. I'm first in line. It was like, he had to been in high school. Had to been in high school. And I know I look young, so it's probably, he didn't realize that I'm 30 years old and... You should have yelled, I have a boyfriend, and then ran away. <laughs> the ring on my finger. I, it, it's a done deal. Sorry. Um, he wasn't looking at your finger. Yeah. <laughs> okay. this, this podcast really has gone down. <laughs> okay. Um, but, you know, I've played Animal Crossing since the GameCube, and I've followed it through the years, and I miss it being a niche game. You know, Kevin understands when I say niche. It's pretty niche. And... um I miss it being something people didn't know about what you're talking about. And I'm, I'm happy to share advice. Like I'm totally wanting to give Lucas the advice on catching everything he needs before March goes away and all the April. Catch them all. Yeah. Well, there's a whole new stuff that comes out in April and you've got to actually get everything there. That is pretty cool though. To, to know that like you'll be fishing and new stuff will come out of the lake. Or yeah. 
streams yep. or whatever. Oh, you have no idea. The tarantulas are going to go away after April and scorpions come out of place in summer. I would much rather have scorpions. So. <laughs> it's, it's yes, tarantulas are creepy. Um, I had to tell Chalfie how the chat function works when I went over to his town the other day because I was like talking to him and all this stuff and he wasn't saying anything, but he was just like <laughs> standing there and moving around and I was like, you have to press the R button. And he goes, God, I'm an idiot. Like, I mean, <laughs> it's just like, yeah. Okay. So this is why I told you that you probably need to call the title of the show. Caro hates everything because I have like so many gripes. It's already in the notes. Okay. okay. <laughs> yes. um, it's happened. So I, I will say too, uh, I'm in the same camp with Caro as far as not everything. Um, the furniture says I do miss, but I, I am hopeful that they're going to add stuff in, whether it's the same stuff we used to have or it's new stuff altogether. I think there's definitely going to be something there. Um, for that to keep people playing this game, keep Animal Crossing kind of the evergreen title it became during uh, New Leaf era on the DS. The the tools do kind of annoy me a little bit, but like I said, the, the resources are plentiful enough. I think it's not impossible to get by. Um, I love the museum. Like that to me was the biggest quality of life improvement they did. Like that is, it leaps and bounds way better than anything they've ever done with the museum. Like it looks like an actual museum. They have like these little exhibits. They have these little, that little stair step down to the big deep. Yes. Can, can I ask a question really quick? Yeah. Uh, uh, a tool tip, if you will. What's the deal with the room with the clearly the animals that are standing at the top of the. That's cool. That's something new. That's like a fossil exhibit now, but they're kind of doing like a common ancestor of all yeah. The pre oh, okay. evolutionary thing. So yeah. all of the animals that are villagers in the game, they're kind of doing a common ancestor fossil for. So you see the elephant that species. Yeah. 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 It's pretty neat. Like I, I saw all the things, like all the lines on the floor and then it yeah. goes to that. And I'm like, that's phenomenal. That's something that I would see in an actual museum. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> very, yeah, very clever. That's what okay. I like. That makes a lot more sense. I'm like, yeah. do I have to capture the NPCs? What's going on here? <laughs> you like grab a head in the net. <laughs> yeah. You just have dinosaur bones and like amber with a flag, you know, stuck in it. So like shark teeth and things that were fossilized yeah. in like a rock, but then mm -hmm. we have the dinosaur bones. But now we've got like a saber tooth tiger. Mm -hmm. uh, we're going to have like a mammoth. Really cool stuff. You said saber-toothed tiger, and I want to go, Tyrannosaurus! Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with my brain? Oh, Power Rangers. Um, so and one thing I will say uh, that I'm I'm kind of – I understand what you're saying, Kara, about like the, the hipster thing. Like everybody's talking about Animal Crossing now. I am I am partially – Debbie Downer. Well, no, no. It's true. It's like I, I totally get what you're saying, and I'm happy that people took the chance on it. And I'm honestly happy that most of them seem to have a positive – Right. Opinion afterwards, because my biggest fear was like I never really wanted to recommend this game unless I was sure somebody would like it. Sure. Because I feel like way too many people just don't get it, like this is dumb and they put it down. I, I still think we'll see a nosedive after the Easter event because there'll be a long period in between where nothing new is going on. Yeah. Yeah. So I think people may drop it down at that point. Um, but overall, I really like it. My me and my wife are playing it the most. My middle daughter is playing it as well. Um, my oldest. Ironically enough, has no interest right now. I think she'll come around eventually. She's just having fun with it. Um, one thing that none of us touched upon here, I think it's because the way you two are playing it, there is a difference for people who are not the first person to play. And that kind of made me a little upset. So like a lot of times when, you, when you're when you the first player, you go to talk to Tom Nook, he might give you the special mission. Like, hey, you have to build the campsites for these new people moving into town. Mm -hmm. Only that first player can do that. Oh, that's terrible. Nobody else can help with that process. 
I don't even know that this is going on. So like, I don't know if you haven't hit that point yet, Lucas, but you'll, you'll be able to invite people to move to your town. Yeah. And, and Nook will tell you, Hey, we're, we set up this spot, pick where you want their house to be. Like, you'll yeah. Pick- like the people at the beginning, you had to pick where they yes, lived yes. and they'd ask you, is this a good spot or should I go somewhere else? And yes. Move them. Okay. But this, but for anybody additional coming on, you actually have to help build their house. Yeah. And oh. you'll actually have to create furniture to leave for them to move in and kind of organize. Next three, I think the other five, you can have up to 10 villagers. The other five, you don't, you just pick a plot. Oh, okay. you want them to well, be. That, that's good. But still, that's kind of cool. But my wife is the only one that got to experience that. Oh, I don't even know if I go and I looked at the spots, just say somebody new is moving in. And that's all I would say. That makes more sense for people who are complaining about not having their own island. I was right. just like, why wouldn't you want to have more people? And I, I did. I was like, I want to play in the same island as my wife. And I just thought it was all going to be the same experience. Like she got to pick where we built the bridge. She picked where the, the museum was going. She picked where Nook store was going. Like, I don't get to do any of that stuff. Right. And it's not because she's the first person that played that day. It's because she was the first person, period. That's crap. So I don't get to make any of these decisions at all, which is Ever. Kind of, even when you play by yep. yourself. Yep. Oh, wow. Because it's already determined. But even if I played, if I hop in the first thing in the morning, I play at 6 a.m., I don't get any of these notifications and stuff is going on, but she does. So, like, she was able to build wow. fences first. Like, Nook gave her plans to build the fence. Me, I had to buy plans and learn how to build the fence. Oh. Like, the first player is getting a lot of free recipes and stuff, too, that, like, anybody else that plays does not get. And I think like, that you have to buy them. A lot of that is just because Animal Crossing, before it was a social thing, you know, everybody pretty much played Animal Crossing. It was just a one person, like single player experience. That's how I see it. Yeah. Visit people and stuff, but I don't have, like, Brian isn't around to join me on this, and I don't think he would be interested enough. I don't know. If we did do it, I would make him get his own island then. I wouldn't have him do it on my Switch. So, I mean, that that's really my biggest gripe is just that kind of thing. I will say I'm glad that the textures are all good, despite those early screenshots. I love the fact that some of the villagers appear to be fuzzy. I'll yeah, say it right yes, here. They do. It's fuzzy cute. Villagers. I have one other minor gripe. Mm-hmm. This gets remedied. The lack of hourly music. It's it does. It's the same it guitar riff over and over again at all hours of the day for like the first, you know, up until you build the resident service buildings. But I got my resident services building today got isabel and all that stuff and then the hourly music starts so i get that it's kind of similar to what they do in uh civ uh where you as you build up your civilization mm-hmm. the music changes or like yeah. in town with breath of the wild as you recruit more residents for it uh, you get more more instrumentation and stuff so uh yeah it makes sense that the music would shift and stuff it was just very grating if you play it eight to ten hours a day like i've been doing for the past week no, uh, I'm just thrilled that we're playing this game, though. <laughs> so all good. Thumbs up from Animal Crossing from the three of us overall. Yeah. So nobody expected that from this show. I bet you. <laughs> they're like they're gonna they're gonna press play on this and they're gonna be like, all right. Well, except from Carol, time to hear two guys dump on my favorite game. <laughs> Not me. I wouldn't have. Was I was good. curious to see how you were. Go- That's why I wanted to make sure you were saying you were. This was your opinion, unbiased because. Yeah, I want anybody yeah, accusing how, me of tainting your your image or your uh, thought process on it. No, I I am fully happy with my I'm fully happy with my purchase. Thank you. I'm an adult. Okay. <laughs> All right. So that's enough Animal Crossing talk. We've been running a little long, but we're good. We're gonna do a little bit more show here. So let's jump into some news of the week. I'm. Committed. 
Andrew Shepard, and this is my favorite news outlet on the Citadel. First off, we're going to do a little little Nintendo Direct, not a recap here. So, Caro, don't get your Nintendo Shack hat on. We're not we're not going bullet point by bullet point here. I'm very tired anyway. <laughs> okay, good. So, Lucas, you watched the Direct, right? The Mini Direct? Yeah, I had it on. I mean, I, I, I basically watched it. Let's put it that way. Okay. I'm aware of what happened. So we know there's an Animal Crossing event coming. We touched on that already. Lucas, mm-hmm. what's one thing out of the Direct you're excited about or want to talk about? Ooh. Um, well, I mean, the, there's two different things, but I'll pick the thing that I'm excited about. And that's uh, Xeno, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles. Yes! Oh. So this is my man. Really? I You okay. ruined the whole... Oh, man. Yes! It's why oh. I, I, it took me by surprise because... I'm I'm aware of the character, the main character, because of playing uh, Smash Brothers, right? So, yeah. but I was surprised. Okay, so this looks a lot different from Xenoblade Chronicles Two, because Two was very super anime ish, and this seems more almost like Final Fantasy. I guess should, I don't know. You should have seen what it looked like originally. Very on the Wii U, right? I mean, realism. No, the Wii. No Wii. It's oh. like 2012 at the end of the Wii's lifetime. It was very semi-realism, very muddied. They got the glow up going on on this whole game, man. Oh, so they gave it a facelift is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, and they gave it like some – They it looks anime compared to the original. Well, I mean, I I don't know. When I watched it, I was like something about the tone and, and the trailer itself – got me interested and i was not expecting that at all because i mean i was familiar familiar with it you know i I was just like oh there's a game i'll never play because i didn't you know it wasn't gonna come to switch i thought so then i see it and i'm like okay okay and as i watch it i i'm probably more excited for this than any of the other rpgs on here i mean bravely default i'm sort of familiar with but again i just thought i would never end up playing it but Mm. this more than anything i was just kind of like i could see myself getting this from the library and actually completing it like I did with Xenoblade 2. So uh, pretty cool. The other thing really quickly is just yeah. how ridiculous is Jedi Academy, Star Wars Jedi Dude, Knight? it looks like, so bad. So just, awful. Like, why is it here? I don't understand. I don't either. I'd I don't rather either. play Clubhouse Games 51 Worldwide. Class. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, Clubhouse so, Games yeah. pretty neat. So I, I, I was... It does, actually. I, this backfired me. I should have went with Carol first because I was going to say, Lucas, pick your thing, have you talk, and, and I'm still going to do this. So, Caro, be prepared. You have three minutes starting <laughs> now. Talk about Xeno. I mean, let's, Lucas, you will like Xeno 1 because it ties into Xeno 2. So, at the very end of Xeno 2, when you're meeting the creator and all that stuff, yeah, half of his body is in there. The other half of his body is in Xeno 1. So oh. big thing for Xeno 2 when like it's half his body's in Xeno 1, half his body's in Xeno 2. And like that missing core crystal from the end of Xeno 2 is a character. And they've pretty much confirmed this. I like saw the glow up of one of the characters is one of my favorite characters. And he ends up being uh, the third core crystal Aegis that was missing. So uh, oh. they changed like the key necklace on him. Yeah. Core crystal. And I was like, it's confirmed. So they've uh, they've done a really good job with this. I can't wait. Um, you know, I, I played this game after I played Xeno 2. The only thing I'm disappointed is the UI for the battle system is going to be the damn same thing. It's oh, really? 
like you had to do it on the Wii Wii mote, and you literally flipped between arts with the horizontal plus button. It was it was ridiculous. Yeah. So yeah, you know with Zeno too, how you had like the diamond. Yeah. And, one button corresponded to an art. That's perfect. Yeah. That makes all the sense in the world. Now you're going to be flipping between them. There's like eight. You have a row of eight. Mm. Oh yeah. I saw that in the video. It looks like a hot bar from world of Warcraft oh. or something. I can't believe they didn't change that. Can't believe it. Hmm. Uh, but the menus look a lot better. I will say that. So Kevin, I'm going to go under time. I'm just wow. really excited about Zeno. I will mention that I think I was, I, I've, I've known that Zeno is coming and I've already played Zeno, but I'm more excited for bravely too. Because Bravely 2's got a demo, and Bravely 2 is a whole new game, and I love Square, and uh, this game looks great. I like the, the leap that they've done. Stylistically, it's very much the same with the character models and stuff, and the beautiful sketched um, like towns and overworlds. and yeah, Backdrops and everything. With yeah. the 3D aspect to it. <clears throat> the amount of leaps and bounds that it's done from a 3ds to the switch is just absolutely gorgeous uh floored me so uh, i can't wait for for bravely fall 2 i need to find some time to get off of animal crossing and play the demo because they're going to do the octopath thing that they did uh, square did with octopath where they asked for feedback from the demo and mm -hmm. they are going to uh take that into consideration and uh, make some improvements so they did a great job with octopath and uh, i totally am going to do that for bravely Excited. So for me, largely the direct was. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it's JRPG I, over dream. I mean, yeah, and and I will say, like, there's a lot of cool announcements. Um, the Smash character announcement for Arms. I oh, I expected that to happen eventually. Like, I get it, but stop trying to make Arms a thing, Nintendo. Like, really, like it did not do well. <laughs> Giving it but, a three month trial of that thing and i'm still not gonna do it so it's just like meh. but i get it It totally makes sense that a character is introduced there i, I understand 100 um it'll probably be the best thing to come out of that game that's yeah that's yeah, probably fair probably fair you um, haven't seen the dirty area of the internet my friend oh god uh, haven't i <laughs> yeah i think he has just not the area you were visiting um so 2k announced like the the bioshock collection the borderlands collection XCOM collection that's cool but as I said to Donnie kind of in the discord, like I get it and it, it's been a long time coming, but these games are so old and these collections have been free on every platform already. Yeah. And they're trying to charge 50 bucks, I think, for them each. Like, come on. Um, but it's crazy to be handled. But for me, I, I, ironically enough, I think the, the two things that kind of piqued my interest mostly were the Clubhouse Games 51 Worldwide Classics. <laughs> oh, no. I did play Clubhouse Games back on the, the original DS. Yes. Yeah. Um, it does look lovely. It's it's a good time waster. Like you just pick it up, play a couple of games. Like it's a great lunch break game for me. Like if I'm at work or something like that. Um, and good job actually looks kind of yes! fun to me. I was hoping somebody would say that because yeah. I forgot about it. Yeah, it looks fun. hilarious. Yeah, it yeah did. that one looks hilarious. And Lucas and I have some motivation to go back to Ring Fit to try out the new, the new stuff. That I was, I'm I'm interested Brian in seeing exactly how that works. But Brian said that he was going to make his ring the Japanese girl. I, oh, I think yeah. it would be less annoying if it was the girl. So I'm actually considering doing that too when I go back to it. Yeah, the the guy's voice is a little too emphatic. Yeah, he yeah. sounds like a cartoon character. It's like I don't need to hear that. I'm already working out. What more Drop do I need? Hips and reach up for a victory pose. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes. exactly. Release King King's Bounty Two looked kind of cool, but I have this weird yeah. feeling that it's probably gonna be like just an okay game, even though yeah. like 
the trailer is going to make it look cool and then you play it and it's just like eh, okay yeah yeah i got the same vibes from it too i was like oh this looks cool eh. but yeah i mean overall like it was a it was a fine and direct especially for being like stealth dropped on it's like a lot of cool stuff but for me nothing i think i'm really gonna jump on other than possibly good job and clubhouse games i'm kind of on the fence i'll probably pick up on sale that's not like a, oh i need to play that but I'll, i might pick up good job and see how that is oh yeah yeah lucas give me some news yes. Oh, gosh, I was still looking through. Um, let's see. What do I have here? Well, let me start with the Half-Life Alex thing that I have here, uh, because I think this is kind of interesting, and I'm curious to see how it'll work, and maybe this will help other people who want to play the game without VR. So apparently there's tools that are built into the game, and it possibly means that we will see a mod that means you can play it without VR. They have a video on PC Gamer's website in this news article of somebody who's basically playing the game sort of in the the way that you would see it if you were playing in VR. Um, It kind of looked like, because you have your hands in VR, right? So they would be at your sides. I hope so. (laughs) Um, It wasn't always that way. Um, Just like arms. (laughs) No, not those arms. Please, God, no. Sorry. Um, But they'd be at your sides most of the time, unless you're pointing, aiming the gun or whatever. And uh, it looks like your arms are kind of just stuck in front of you like any first-person shooter. So, I mean, I don't know how that's going to translate. It might be the worst way to play it. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess it could be interesting. I don't I, I don't know how the whole mod thing works to take it out of VR. Uh, but the tools are there. And apparently someone that figures out how to make it work with a keyboard and mouse could mean that you could sort of half life it play the game half life it yeah um <laughs> apparently valves it says in this valves robins valves robin walker says he's looking forward to mods that remove the vr requirement so maybe they're kind of expecting that people would mod it like this but and in typical valve fashion they'll just let somebody else do all the work all la black mesa right <laughs> it does yeah it does um, kind of feel that way it's it, it makes sense to me like i agree like i'm not sure how it's going to work but this game's almost too big to sit there and say we're just going to limit it to VR. Like there it's has a to bold be move. some kind of iteration where it's been changed, whether it's an official port or something else, like a redesign, whatever. I figure it's got to be something because it's too big just to leave on the shelf like that. Makes make you say, "Oh, you need an Oculus in order to play it." You know, it might make them move to actually do it themselves, maybe, but maybe a long ways down the road. Hmm. But yeah, but. there you go. Maybe. Fingers crossed for other people. I mean, like you said, it's too big. Yeah. Let other people experience it. Exactly. So another big news story dropped today out of the oddities of all things. The Xbox Series X graphics source code reportedly has been stolen and is being held for a $100 million ransom right now. Oh, my gosh. Yep. So it was a big blog post on the AMD website. The hardware company explained the situation. We were contacted by someone who claimed to have the test files related to a subset of our current and future graphics products, which included uh, Arden GPUs, which is rumored to be the Xbox Series X teraflop GPU. Um, segments of the code have been posted online. Uh, they've been removed. The hacker is asking for $100 million for the code and is threatening to dump the entirety of the stolen data if a buyer is not found. Yeah. Um, AMD issued a DMCA takedown notice where the data is being held would actually give validity to this hacker's claim. So it's not just like, oh, they're just saying something like AMD is going out of their way to shut it down. Mm -hmm. Almost admitting to like, yeah, something happened. 
I did read that AMD isn't too worried about the other stuff that's on yeah. as far as like their personal video cards for that. Right. There's like nothing there that would really ruin us. But for mm-hmm. the Xbox, it's probably not great. Yeah, supposedly it's been it was hacked from a stolen laptop is what I'm hearing. Wow. What the, the person is claiming. So. You did it. <laughs> he knows I too mean, much. Lucas and I have been bored. Uh, we've been isolated and quarantined. Like, there's not really much else to do. So, stealing people's yeah. laptops, though. Come on, guys. No, no, hacking it. Oh. We didn't steal it. I found it. You found yeah. it. Mm-hmm. It's just in somebody's car that was locked, mm. six feet away sitting from up, him, sitting right there, right next to the toilet paper. Lucas looted. <laughs> it was either toilet paper or a laptop with who knows what could be on it. Maybe That's more true. toilet paper. You picked door number two. <laughs> hey uh, yeah, I knew, I knew it. Wow. Um, give us so one more. You, wrap it up. Okay, there you go. All right. Uh, oh, one more. Mm, ooh, yeah, because then we'll do the questions. And we'll, we'll wrap it up. Do I do a joke or do I do an actual news story? I mean, they're both actual, but one's a kind of a running gag that I have going. I on. think your running gag one is better. Okay, we better go with the running gag then. So my weekly uh, Fallout 76 update, because it's a game I don't play, but apparently I'm going to report on it every week. I'm the man in the field. Uh, so Wastelanders, the update that will in- will basically inject NPCs into the game, among other things, I'm sure, Yeah, has been delayed. Again. Guys, again. Go figure. For a week. Oh, no. China, no, I know. week. Try not to get too upset. Now, this is obviously coming from coronavirus. Uh, the people are the people who have been working on this are shifting into the work from home space, and it's hard. Basically, what it comes down to it boils down to the fact that they are in the player beta testing or whatever the testing yeah. phase of this, and it hit right at the time that this is all going down. The coronavirus being stuck at home, and they're dealing with that transition which is going to delay it another week. So if you guys can just hold off, play Fallout 76 for one more week until they make it better, and then everything will be good. Uh, It is kind of unfortunate for them that it got delayed, though. It would have been nice if they could have released it right before everyone got stuck inside. Um, But yeah, I mean, this game continuing to hit the headlines... It's true, and I'm I'm waiting I'm waiting to redownload Lucas, and once this once this hits, I'm redownloading. Gonna I'm gonna try. I was gonna say I'm gonna end up playing this again, anyways. That's right. You own it, don't you? Did you buy it? Uh, no, I played it on a free. It was like a free oh yeah, it was a free weekend or something, or something like that. Sorry. It was the best game I ever did a water test for. I mean, yeah. when I hit that stream, press E to test the water. I was like, this game's got everything. <laughs> plus X to pay your respects. That's exactly right. Exactly right. Uh, oh, well, man. that's it for news. Then we have we have a couple messages, so we can't uh, skip over those. We can't. We can't. We just can't do it. So it's time to check out the messages. Message for you, sir. So we got three here. First one comes from Callow. He wants to know what type of knife should he buy with the federal money from the corona stimulus or should he just spend it on ammo i need to buy some more ammo i need to so what do you got nine millimeter mm. Mm. they drop i mean you can find ammo drops anywhere in the world most npcs you take them out you can get nine millimeter it's ammo true. it's the most common kind out there it's true nine milli it is very common it's true uh 
you know, I here's how ridiculous I am. I look, I'm looking at a type of knives website to see because I want to sound like I know about knives, even though I don't. Switchblade. Um, yes, yeah, so I was gonna say butterfly. There's a boning knife. <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> but here's the here's the best one. Sheep's foot paring knife. Who's who's going? Excuse me, sir. Do you have any sheep's foot paring knives? It's described as a slightly curved blade that allows for longer slices and straighter cuts. A drop point tip helps with intricate cutting. And Callow uh, just was like, oh, yeah, keep telling me. You had me at sheep's foot. That's what Callow said. <laughs> no, no, buy ammo because they're going to, they, they won't take your guns away. They're going to take your ammo. That's what you do. Guns useless, useless without ammo. I mean, I guess. People start uh, I'm saying running. go out and get yourself a crocodile Dundee knife, Callow. Because you post the pictures and they're all these little flippy knives. I want to see you it's with true. The, Big ass knife that you have to put in a sheath. Yeah. That's what I want to see you, Cal. That's he what I want to see you get. A sword. He's basically telling you to buy a sword. A little sword, though. A pocket sword. A, a, one of those little daggers you see on the belt loop of some dumb city of, guard. Of a rogue. Or a yeah, ex- yes, exactly. Oh. Um, Dat Ninja Dev, what's everyone's hair situation looking like since barbershops in the lake are closed? <laughs> Hashtag speaking right. of coronavirus, hashtag prime question. It's not a bad situation for girls, obviously. Like my bangs are getting a little long on the side, as you can see, but I go and get my brows waxed. With- <laughs> I was just about to say this. Yeah. So they're, as y'all can see, they're a little thicker than normal and a little unruly. I mean, I can pluck them, but plucking is so painful. I would just rather get all the rip done, you know, get it over with. But Tear off the band aid. <sighs> My You're wife, like Jennifer Conley. I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> My wife. Wait, told did me, you just say who's Jennifer Conley? No, I know. I oh God. Ah, Jennifer Conley. Um, my wife was reading a, a meme on Facebook earlier before before we started recording saying, all right, ladies, all ladies, can we have a verbal agreement that once we get out of this, nobody makes any comments about anybody else's eyebrows. She's like, <laughs> this is extremely important. I need a verbal yes from everybody. So Amazon's um, gonna run out of uh, honey wax or whatever. It's yeah, called. yeah. I um, I'm okay because I cut like all my hair off like shortly before all this happened anyway. So it's gonna take a while for it to grow back to the point that it's gonna be unruly. But yes, as soon as I can, I will probably go get a haircut or two or three, maybe all of them. Not sure yet. See, you work in business. I don't really right. leave the house ever. So. <laughs> Yeah, Brian, I imagine, gets Brian a cut when you can barely tell. Touches the tops of his ears. Yep. I had a feeling that he'd be that kind of guy. And that's okay. He's He needs to look his best, right? He can't be scruffy. That's such a lovely, like, curl that he could do, like, this beautiful curl. And I'm like, just throw it out a little bit, please. He won't do it. No, I won't do it. When's the last time you heard someone say, I'll hire the scruffy-looking lawyer? No. I mean, it'd be what it'd be. I don't know. Uh... I don't get my hair cut. I'm one of the guys who goes like two, not two weeks, two months beyond. Oh, my like, God. Oh, yeah. I, I, I apologize. I go to the hair the hair salon and I go, I'm sorry, I'm wearing the hat of shame because I can no longer leave my house with my hair just out and about. I and mean, it's, it's got, getting It's got to be to the point already. that you got like the hockey helmet hair. It's close. Like where it sticks yeah. out too back. Yeah. The, yep. yep. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm. So, I always apologize. I'm hair now, dude. Like, I got to shake it out and. You're like a shampoo commercial over there. It's, it's just like the hair keeps going. I know. This is great for audio podcast, guys. Very visual. Um, <laughs> Thanks, so Dev. The last question comes from Donnie. Uh-oh. And this one's directed at Caroline because 
as he says, the others won't have any thought. No, anyone, no one else on the show will have any clue what he's talking about. Okay. So he says, "Hey, Caro, Donnie here, longtime fan of yours. <laughs> Do you think slash hope this is a one for one remake of Xeno Chronicles, or would you like to see them make any improvements? One big thing I remember is the second half of the game feeling kind of like a slog after the big turn. No spoilers. Uh, I wouldn't mind you. them streamlining a bit of the mechanics field part." and making the closing a bit more respectful of the player's times. Your thoughts? All right. Uh, yes, we already talked about this. I uh, actually mentioned to him not long before we came on here that yeah. uh, the UI with the bar at the bottom instead of the four is not, it's not been changed, which is really annoying because that's one thing that I griped about with the original. Having gone from two back to one was really difficult. Uh, Brian says that he wants to play both of them. And so he will play one first before he plays two, because he does not want to go backwards and like a worse thing. Uh, And then the ending. uh, Yes. uh, We are getting like an epilogue for Melia, more centralized for Melia. So it's going to be uh, sort of like a nice closure for her. But that sounds less respectful of your time. They're actually making it longer. <laughs> He's saying the second half went too long. So he he was hoping it'd be quicker. Yeah. But it's actually going to be longer because the expansion then. That's not how JRPGs work. Uh, <laughs> we don't respect your time in Japan. When he said respectful of your time, I thought he meant like, um, like I feel like Melia did not get the ending that she deserved. And a lot of people griped about that because she's a very beloved character. But her whole entire, spoiler alert, her whole entire... Uh, yeah, pretty much. Genocide. I mean, like, pretty much, like, her entire race was killed. The only reason she was immune to that is because she was a half. So, um, yeah, she's, like, her whole entire family's dead. And, uh, yeah, she doesn't get the guy at the end. It's kind of sad. I sell her Enough everything. Sad. No, you didn't. But it, but she put it all in the Discord anyway before, so it's not it's nothing you would have read anyway already. So oh, That's true. Yeah. I probably will forget it by the time I play anyway. So. Hey, you won't even play anyway. Who are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> who are you people what's going yeah, on this is gonna be octopath for you you're gonna start playing again like ah oh, screw this at least i beat the second one so there's 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 uh some history there well that's true that's true that was when you were young and my question about these things it's, <laughs> that's true my my question is do i still have to juggle eight thousand whatever those things were astral blades. chains or whatever <laughs> blades <laughs> yeah the blades, blades yeah. there's no blade system in this game Okay, good. Because that got a. At first, it's like, oh, cool. I'm unlocking another one. Then, like, 30 down the line, I'm like, I just want the one that I need or whatever, the one I don't have, and stop giving me all the same whatever, whoever this guy is. Or the spectrum on there. I was like, another one, yes. Another one, yes. Well, it would have been okay if they were different, but you start stacking up, like, similar ones, and you're like, I'm sorry, you will never be used ever. Like, you're all going. Some were little storage box. They have like three star to five star tiers, so I can see that. Well, you know I'm using the five stars. Heck yeah. Fair enough. All right, what do you say <laughs> we wrap this thing up? Yes, Kevin's right. like, please stop. <laughs> Kara, where can people find you and link up with what you do on the interwebs? People can find me at the Nintendame on Twitter and Twitch whenever I decide to get back into streaming. I haven't been streaming either. Um, you can find me on the Discord at PSVG. I'm Kara, the Nintendame. Lucas. Wow. I wish I could do that quickly. Uh, at heavy metal underscore riff on Twitter and in the Discord. I also do flux to post. And uh, I think I'm going to be on a tech show with Dev soon. How are you? I, I guess. I mean, I don't know if it's real or if he's just messing with me, but 
I guess there's a tech show now because Stadia. Oh, Stadia yeah, it's game tech. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So he he, he wanted fighting. you to talk all about Half-Life, but yeah, you just did it here. So and I told him that was, that was going to happen anyway. So. Oh, oh, I said I, I have plenty more to talk about. I could oh, go yeah. in depth no, about presents. I mean, let's talk about. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Speaking so. of coronavirus, no. <laughs> Played out. That's what we do. You can follow me at PSVG Kevin. You can follow the show at PSVG. Head on over to the website PSVG.blog to find all the things we do here at Play Some Video Games. Uh, as the situation with Corona continues to evolve, all joking aside, uh, we're still hopeful that something will happen as far as the PSVG house party is concerned. Um, my plane ticket is non-refundable, so I'm either out the money or I'm showing up one way or another. So we'll see what happens. Awesome. Um, yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah. So um yeah so thank you everybody for listening thank you all for tuning in thank you all for telling a friend but most importantly we ask as always that you never stop gaming this has been a psvg production any music sound effects or the like is owned by their respective copyright holders no infringement is intended the views expressed in this production are those of the individual contributor and may not necessarily reflect PSVG. This production may not be repurposed, reused, or redistributed without the express written consent of PSVG. PSVG is powered by patrons at patreon.com PSVG. Become a patron to get special perks, including access to exclusive content.